Hello, everybody. Welcome to the episode of How to Scale a Business. I'm Monte. I'm David Kern, CEO or founder of Five Star Universe. Thank you so much, David, for being in the show. Appreciate it. Thank and you now, for inviting me. Thank you. Thank you for being part of the show. So now, um, let's just start um, with a few set of questions for you. Um, now, David, can you tell me about the history and background of your business, you know, as being a CEO of Five Star Universe? Sure. Uh, I got into marketing in 1984 after eight years of being a professional musician. Uh, oh. I have no formal training. Uh, oh. It was interesting. Uh, my ex-wife was working for Andy Warhol. I don't know if you can see the posters in the background. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, mm -hmm. uh, he had a magazine called Interview Magazine. And okay. uh, my wife, who had not much... Uh, I don't know, confidence in me. So she made, I, I wanted to say, well, I could help you with your advertising. And uh, uh, I bought two pages from her. She made me pay in advance in Interview Magazine. And I created a spread called Melrose Avenue. Back in the 80s, Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles was mm -hmm. a very hip street. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. And uh, so I started marketing and uh, I played the part. And uh, I learned a lot. And fortunately, uh, one of the first ads I ever did, Andy Warhol himself really loved the ad. And he asked if he could be participate in the ad. And after he did that ad, uh, which was called LAI Works, uh, a face is like a work of art. It deserves a great frame done by uh, 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 <laughs> just a great team. Uh, I did it for 14 years. And, it, and people would come to me because I photographed Andy Warhol, okay? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we, we filmed virtually every celebrity in Hollywood. And so I got, nice. my, I got my, uh, my, my feet wet in marketing with Interview Magazine and print. And as you well know, I don't know if you remember the first time somebody, well, you're really young, aren't you? Uh, uh, but I remember someone came to me in around the 1990s and said, do you have email? I go, what the hell is email? I don't trust, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Is that before your time, maybe, right? Yeah, I still, I think most of the common um, email um, way back 90s are, I think Yahoo has already started or something. I don't know. I'm not really sure. But anyway, just Yahoo. There's a little company called AOL. And they start, AOL. Sending, out, and they start sending out CD-ROMs to get people to download the uh ISP, right? So you could have internet. And uh, Tom Hanks did a hello, right? You got mail. I don't know if you remember that, okay? They did a movie about that and so forth. Anyway, what people didn't realize is you could put video on CDs as well as just music. And most people associated CDs to videos. I started a company called Hollywood Previews, and we put videos on there. We would showcase 30 um, uh, previews of movies, and I got all the major movie studios to give it to us. And we took that company public, got listed on NASDAQ, uh, Internet, uh, iMedia International, and we ended up in 9 million newspapers with our Hollywood Previews. Guess what it was about? Hollywood Previews. Anyway, bottom line was um, we all have to start changing our skill set very every two weeks i think because uh i mean just figuring out your phone is, is a bitch okay excuse me for swearing uh so uh bottom line is um i got into marketing 
and I became a Google uh, certified Google uh, partner. And as a certified Google partner, I started picking up customers. And one of the customers I picked up was a waste hauler here in Los Angeles. And uh, uh, he gave me a budget of uh, about $2,000. And the phone started ringing off the hook. We got up to $12,000 a month on Google. And he started doing about a half a million dollars a month in sales from just $12,000 in Google. And we're only reaching less than 3% of the market, just in the LA DMA, the demographic market area. And so I decided to start a company, uh, Five Star Universe, where very similar to Airbnb, what they are to vacation rentals, I created a uh, software program and a company, Five Star Universe. Mm -hmm. Instead of offering vacation rentals, we offered on-site services starting yeah. dumpsters. Just to give you an idea, there's 100,000 plus searches for dumpster rentals on Google just in L.A. Uh, in the United States, it's about 4 million uh, searches for dumpster rentals. Dumpster rental near me, rent a dumpster, and so forth. And so uh, that's why we started Five Star Universe. And we intend to add many more services. We're going to be adding porta-potties. Mm. We're adding landscaping. We're adding septic tank service and so forth. That's a basic a nutshell on, on what Five Star Universe is. And it is growing quarter to quarter increases of 20 to 30% on sales. Awesome, awesome. Hearing your background, um, you know, before starting this whole, um, you know, industry that you got right now, you know, being, you know, a musician before, um and started doing you know uh marketing um 80s right if i hear 80s, it correctly yep. around 80 and there's a lot actually a lot of um changes based on what you told me you know um changing your skill um especially like every you said every two weeks if i got it correctly <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's actually also pretty uh applicable especially now um but yeah most of the technology actually changing your skill set will be also applied for the technology nowadays. And now I just wanted to um, dig in deeper regarding, um, you know, five star universe. Um, great. Um, actually company name. Do you have any like a short um, history you can share why you actually named it like five star universe or something? Uh, like when I named the company Hollywood previews, there's mm -hmm. um, public equities out there and Either you have a lot of money to create a name that is unique, say like Xerox, which is a, an invented name. Uh, if you can plug into a public you know, equity name and somehow wrap yourself around it, you get a benefit of that. For example, Five Star. Uh, by using the name Five Star, people think maybe it's a bit of a trick, maybe it's a bit of a magic, but people think we're five star and our logo, we actually use five stars across our logo. Yes. So people think Same we're five time. star yeah, without really looking behind the curtain. Although we do get many five star reviews. Our whole focus is to give five star service. Uh, yeah, the target. Absolutely. Yeah, like Airbnb, what we feel is if a customer calls and they want a dumpster. I know this sounds like, you know, not that glamorous, but yeah. if you want a dumpster, 
And it's very difficult because in the, in the dumpster market, there's these things called franchise agreements, meaning there's 81 cities in the LA County. Mm -hmm. Each one of those cities gives exclusive franchise agreements to waste haulers. The largest waste hauler in the world, uh, waste management, they have several of those cities. But if you call up waste management and want to get a dumpster in a city that they don't have an agreement, they, we can't help you. Uh, often we get seven, eight phone calls by the time people reach us and they say, oh, we can't find anyone to help us in this city because the average consumer or even business person doesn't realize who is the exclusive uh, waste hauler in that particular city. Sometimes there's multiple, but a lot of times there's only singular. And it's really an interesting thing. I hate to say this, but uh, the, the cities do these exclusive agreements and they get a portion of the revenue that the waste haulers get. Right. And right. I can call up, I'll give you a, it's such a broad range. For example, there's some cities where for a 40 yard dumpster, which is about the largest you can get, you know, we see construction sites uh, are charged up to $1,800. Mm -hmm. And you go into areas where there's non-exclusive agreements and you can get that same dumpster for $500. It's just, that's how, broad it is. And I think it's uh, not fair to the consumers between you and I, because uh, in a way, it's a taxation on that local market that hasn't been voted for. And so uh, there's some cities where they allow multiple haulers to have agreements, but they have to pay the cities in order to be allowed to do their dumpsters in that city, Costa Mesa, Pasadena, and several of those. But what we are able to do, because we've partnered with 19 waste haulers in this market, we can virtually deliver a dumpster in every city from Santa Barbara to San Diego. If that makes okay. sense. So yeah, yeah, call yeah, us, yeah. we'll take care of you. Now, if the dumpster screws up, if the dumpster company screws up, then they have, we, we stand you know, behind the, the customer. If we screw up, which we've done a couple of times, maybe once, or twice, <laughs> I'm kidding, we'll, we'll eat it. If the customer screws up where they leave a car park where you can't pick up the dumpster and the dumpster company has to charge what's called a dry run because they couldn't pick it up, they still had to send the truck driver out there and so forth, we'll stand behind the provider. Kind of like what Airbnb does. If you rent a house from Airbnb and you get there and it's, a, it's, it's not what the picture showed, Airbnb will stand behind the customer. If the customer goes to the house and destroys it, Airbnb will stand behind the the uh, the landlord of that house. So that's kind of what we are. We're just uh, we connect people seeking dumpsters or on-site services, as we call it, to service providers. And what's really interesting is in on-site services, most on-site service companies they don't like to go more than 15 miles beyond a radius. And to give you an idea, there's over close to 12,000 uh, recognized dumpster companies in the U.S., more like 20,000 because there's the ones that are even smaller enough not to be recognized. In yeah. landscaping, to give you an idea, there's 600,000 landscaping companies in the U.S. Okay. And uh, porta-porta companies, there's around 9,000.
So these little companies, what we're doing is we're, we're sewing them together to form a network, a five-star universe alliance, where if you call us, we can guarantee you service, we'll back you, and we'll give you a fair price. If you're looking for the cheapest on the block, we're, we're not, we can't provide that. But we will provide you a fair price and with a certified company. One of the things in the dumpster industry with the ones that aren't really certified, they'll take a load of trash or whatever, and they'll dump it in an alley somewhere. And that's what's going on. So we have a, uh, we, we certify everything we do. And, and so that's kind of a basics of what our business is. Does that make sense? I don't know if that makes Absolutely. sense. Absolutely. Um, especially from your, um, you guys name it five star, you know, yeah. five star thing. Absolutely. Five star dumpsters, five star landscaping, five Correct. star toilets, five star doors. And now I just wanted to connect that one since um, you just mentioned, can you um, talk about any like challenges or obstacles that you face through this industry and, you know, how you overcome it and this industry over the years, especially adapting and well, you know, adapting it. I'll just use the, uh, the waste hauling industry. Our challenges are, uh, I would say, um, we have not had the capital we need to really be there all the time. We are, we're, we're reaching less than 3% of the people searching for dumpsters. We only appear to 3% of the people looking for dumpsters right now. And our growth is, is exponential. Um, I'm in the process for the first two years, 2021, 2022, we had about an 80% increase in sales from 2021 to 2022. And from awesome. 2022 to 2023, we could easily do a 90 to 100% increase in sales. And that's just on bootstrapping. My mm. strategy was to prove the market, to prove the model. But now I need the adequate capital to really scale the business. And that's what I'm in the process of right now. My focus is 100%. I need to raise between two to $3 million uh, to build the, be able to adequately compensate the team that I need and to adequately uh, market and, and uh, advertise on Google. Both, um, what was interesting, in the second quarter of 2023, I stopped all paid um, promotion, only relied on organic promotion. And we uh, actually, surpassed the sales that we did in the quarter first quarter of 2023 just from repeat sales and organic sales and so that's kind of where, where we're at right now and so i'm in that process and that's really as as elon musk says it's like eating glass okay. <laughs> i wanted actually i have some few questions here but um you know how do you explain it i guess you already answered um like four or three of them so i'll just gonna skip that one out so now i just wanted to um ask you like three sets of questions and sure. i wanted actually to talk to you uh, more about you know um, about the musician stuff um and just a short you know recap that one later but this is just my two or three questions remaining um how do you you know especially i know the industry right now, the latest trends and development in your industry. How did you stay up to date on that one? I think uh, so. I don't quite understand the question. Could you repeat that? 
yeah, how do you stay up to date with the latest trends and development in your industry? I know you're actually pretty well, good. Google helps because yeah, Google. They, they always update you on what's new and what's going on. Correct. Uh, in, in terms of SEO, uh, that keeps changing a little bit as well in terms of how people get their backlinks. And, and we end up in the, if you do uh, dumpsters near me in the Santa Ana area, we show up in the first position in the organic on the map on Google. Mm -hmm. And we show up in the first position right below that. And we also show up when we pay, we show up in the first position in the paid position. So um, really knowing how to do, work with Google and Bing, they're, they're like, well, Bing is nothing like Google, but you got to know how to work with Google. And as a Google partner myself, and I consider myself an expert, if 100 is the Mr. Google himself, I'm a two out of 100. There are people that are 20 out of 100, 30 out of 100, 40 out of 100. And I know enough who are the guys that know 40 out of 100. That's who I hired to help me with our, our Google campaigns and getting our getting the, the best bang for your dollar from the cost per click, right? And right. so that that's kind of, you know, uh, everything I do, there's someone who knows it way better. And so that's the other thing that I, I'm good at is, is finding people way better than me at whatever I do. Correct. You're actually a great, um, you know, guy in that um, field right there. So now, um, David, for this, another question, if you can um, answer this one, can you discuss any like partnership or, and collaboration you form to help sure. grow your business? Sure. What I do is anybody who comes on board with us as a team member, and I did this in my last company, every single employee, we had 76 employees at my last company. The receptionist at our peak was worth $1.1 million. I share in, in the equity of the company. I don't just give the stock away. You have to vest it. But if you want to become part of our company and we invite you to become part of our company or you apply, I offer every single person a piece so that we can all sit down at the banquet together. And that's what I find the most important thing you can do is to, to attract talent, is share. And uh, so that's, that's my philosophy. A lot of people don't believe it, but that's how I come. But I also come from the music world where a band is every part, you know. We all got to play our part. And, 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 and there's no one part. Hey, get rid of the drummer. It doesn't sound very good. You know, get rid of the bass player. It's not going to sound very good. You know, right. <laughs> so if everybody shares, it, it just goes way further and way faster. I remember on Sunday nights, you go to my office on Sunday nights and you'd see six or seven people there at 11 o'clock at night working. Yeah. And they all walk around as owners and they're all looking at each other, all measuring each other too, because everybody's <laughs> got a, a stake in it, you know? So that's part, yes. of my, that's part of my business philosophy. A lot of people don't agree with it, but that's, that's my philosophy. Nice, nice. And I just wanted, this is just um, to... Before we, um, you know, end the whole thing, I have last two questions. This is just sure. actually a quick one. Um, sure. What advice can you give David to other businesses owners like to succeed in your industry? Uh, my, so. One of the biggest things that I've learned, not just in business. Yes. When you put a deadline on something, 
that could kill you. Just put a milestone in front of you that you want to reach and be persistent. Like I was hoping that I would be where I am now about a year and a half ago. But if you put a deadline on something, and a lot of people, they get to the deadline and they go, I didn't make it. Uh, I failed. No, you fail when you quit. Correct. Don't quit. Just keep going with that goal. It might take you twice as long as you, hey, you hear about this with contractors when you fix your house. Okay, it's only going to take $100,000 and three months. Well, it took $200,000 and nine months. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's one of my philosophies. Don't give up. Set your milestones and, and don't quit until you reach those milestones. Don't, don't worry about deadlines so much, if that helps. I don't know. That's kind of – that's why I, I keep going and – until i die you know? <laughs> oh, does that make sense yeah of course it's you're actually um correct on that one david and lastly um i appreciate that answer by the way so this is just the last one now if anybody wants to connect or anyone thinking about working with you guys or partnering with you guys where's the place they can go or what's oh. the best way to do that oh one? just uh, my email uh, d dot yeah. mac m-a-c at fivestaruniverse.net or go to our website, fivestaruniverse.net. And And you can can also share your, um, if you want to, your um, LinkedIn information or something. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, David McEachern. Although good luck spelling that, took me till I was 18. (laughs) Before I could spell it, all right? (laughs) But David McEachern uh, on LinkedIn. And, and I'm, I'm wide open for people. I'm always open to listen to what people have to say or what have you. I really and, now, yeah. <laughs> and now, David, yeah, I'm done with um, all my questions I got here. So I just wanted to go back a quick recap regarding, you know, about you share about being a musician um, way back. Um, what actually um, you play before or I was something. a trumpet player. I, I went on the road in 1976 76. and I quit in 1984. I'm old. I'm really old. Okay. And uh, well, I'm not really old, but in the music world, old, right? And, but you, are you uh, still playing? Uh, I play every night. I play the piano now. I don't know if you can see behind me or not, but all my, my keyboards, yeah. and instruments, and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you, you never give up music. Once you, once you play, you play. You know, professionally, I quit in 84. I was a studio musician at Fantasy Records out of Berkeley. Uh, my partner was Sly, the, was Sly and the Family Stone. You might not know that's way before your time. Uh, one of the top bands in the world, 1971. They were the, high, the headline at Woodstock in 19, 1970. And, and Jerry and I were a horn section, and we were rented out to many different bands. Uh, anyway, that, that was my mus- music career. But when disco came, I couldn't take it. That's why I quit. I couldn't take disco every night. Are you writing um, songs or something? Um, I don't, you know, just for your um, extra time or something, or just playing um, those instruments, especially for piano. What's that? Are you, um, you know, um, writing a song before or something? You think so? I'm a, I'm a, I I was working on my music degree at the University of British Columbia and got Mm. off around the world, stay in school go around the world, stay in school, go around the world. What would you do? I selected to go around the world. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, uh, so I never finished my degree, uh, and I ended up being eight years on the road, playing all over. Awesome. We the Square Garden four times. We played all fifty countries. We were all over the place. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing all of those. Uh, You're welcome. David. Thank you Another, for joining me. I hope no this. Problem. Was, uh, I don't know how well I did or not, but this was uh, this was fun. I really appreciate it. You Paul. did. You did pretty uh, pretty well, David. I totally assure you. And another pour of liquid gold that we have acquired today from a guest, David. And it's really our pleasure having you in the show. I'm really thankful. And now, um, guys, if you made this far, thank you so much for sticking with us. If you have any value from today's episode, we would love to get a rating or review on where you get the podcast. If there's any someone in midst or growing their businesses or thinking about you know, starting a business, send this episode to them and then take one thing that you've learned today and go out, implement it, execute and let us know how it goes we want to hear you about your wins and above all thanks for being us today we appreciate it and a lot to see in the next one okay cheers